and welcome back to the Pumpkinhead Podcast. My name is Lyric, and today we are going to be doing part two of our Christmas movie special, if you will. I am currently reading Defy the Night, and I'm ready to jump into this. So, um, thank you guys, first of all, for sticking with me through the icks of whatever cold I had last week. Um, I can breathe a lot more, so hopefully we won't have to take any coughing breaks this time. Um, so as promised, last week we talked about mostly animated films that, uh, started out originally as Christmas songs. Now, (laughs) this week we're talking about the Christmas song movie, um, that kind of brought this whole thing to a head for me. It's very funny because with the new, like, TikTok wave, I guess, A lot of people have been asking, like, oh, do I have any individual experiences? Like, it seems like everything that we go through, someone else or millions of someone else's have already gone through. So imagine my surprise when no one else really knew what I was talking about when I was talking to my friends about this week's episode. So full spoilers um, for the Christmas Shoes movie, um, the 2002 Hallmark classic. I do believe it was Hallmark. Um... (laughs) Or the song by, um, Stretch. (laughs) But we're just gonna dive right in, okay? So this is going to be, I guess, a full plot synopsis, review, what have you, of The Christmas Shoes. So, originally The Christmas Shoes was a song created by New Song, the Christian, um, group or band. And it originally came out in 2000. So, Apparently, I <laughs> I don't know if I have bad taste, guys, or if I'm just easily amused, but I remember my mom burned me a Christmas CD, yes, burned, yes, CD, when I was younger, and that I actually, like, brought to school. Um, we, we were able to bring CDs and for certain events, and our teacher would play them on the, um, the speaker, um, <laughs> And one of them was, like, this mixtape, like I said, that my mom made me for Christmas with this song on it. And I've always loved this song. It's very nostalgic for me. I listen to it every year. Um, And I thought, I I know we talked about um, previously liking a movie in childhood and going back and looking at it and realizing that it actually bombed tremendously. Um, That's how I feel about this song, because apparently it has been on multiple worst Christmas songs ever ever list, um, including in 2011, it was named the worst Christmas song ever on Jezebel.com. So here we go. Um, it is a, yeah, it's, it's kind of like a country, um, storytelling song. Um, it, it's like pop culture or pop country, sorry. Um, and you would think, <laughs> that this song would obviously be, um, popular enough if it got a movie, but apparently not so, not so much. Um, the song itself, like I said, is ranked pretty low, and then the movie is sitting at, let's see, the film is sitting at a whopping 2.5 on Letterboxd. I will read some of the reviews for you guys later, but yeah, not quite the classic, um, that I thought. One thing also in my research for, you know, 
this podcast, because I didn't want to just rely on my vague memories from childhood, was that this is actually a trilogy. So, um, <laughs> I'll go over, like I said, the plot synopsis of this, and then we'll, I guess, we'll talk about the trilogy. But, okay, The Christmas Shoes is very, um, one-to-one. Like, we kind of talked about Grandma Got Ran Over by the Reindeer, how they added a lot more. Because the original song is pretty, um, pretty, like, it tells a story in itself. It actually got turned into a book, which I think is also funny because it is, it just tells the whole story. Um, but the song itself for the Christmas Shoes, um, talks about a, a man or whoever, I guess the protagonist singer should be, um, is in line, uh, shopping late for Christmas, um, kind of in a rush. And there's this little boy at the counter and the little boy at the counter is trying to buy some shoes clearly. Um, and is dumping all his change and is getting real stressed. And the cashier is like, I'm so sorry. There's not enough here. Um, and then the little boy turns and he looks at him. Um, and by the way, this song is in our Christmas playlist, which will be linked again. Um, that I made called All My Friends Hate Christmas. Um, but you guys can listen to the song for yourself there. But, um, the cashier is like, there's not enough. The boy turns around and he looks at the, um, your name, I guess, the singer of the song. And, um, it's like, I don't have enough money. Can you please spot me? And the guy's like, eh, you know, and then the little boy's like, listen, my mom gave up everything for us. She, you know, she never asked for anything for herself. She always, you know, took care of us and she is dying. <laughs> I don't mean to laugh. It's just, I played this song in the car for my friend the other day and I was like, I consider this a bop, you know? Um, but please be aware it is pretty sad for no good reason. And she was like, okay. <laughs> and then we listened to it. She's like, lyric, this song is horrible. <laughs> but, uh, you know, that's fine. So, yeah. So the little boy goes, unfortunately, you know, my mother is dying. And, um, gosh. <laughs> and he goes, and I want her to have these shoes in case she does die. She can wear them when she sees Jesus. Um, so, you know. No pressure. <laughs> I'm just a few coins short if you could, you know, help out. Um, and then in the song, you know, the guy's like, well, yeah. And he's like, I put my card down. And the boy was like, mom is going to look so great. Oh, my gosh. And that's kind of like how it ends. Except for <laughs> the song does end with a child chorus coming in and singing the um, the middle, the refrain, I guess, or the chorus, which I'm going to read out for you guys right now. Um, it goes, sir, I want to buy these shoes for my mama, please. It's Christmas Eve and these shoes are just her size. Could you hurry, sir? Daddy says there's not much time. You see, she's been sick for quite a while and I know these shoes would make her smile and I wanted her to look beautiful if mama meets Jesus tonight. Which is very sad. And it's ten times sadder when the song is ending and a chorus of children sing it. Alone, like the, the um, lead, the band, the new song just fades away. 
and it's just children begging you for shoes for their dying mother. It is, it's, <laughs> listen, okay, listen, I, as I said, listen to the song a lot um, in my youth, so I am not so much, I am unfazed <laughs> at this point. It's only when I try to explain the song or have other people listen that I'm like, oh, yeah, you know um and then I always every time I listen to it I remember the movie so that's the song and that's kind of how the song ends um the little boy thanks you and he leaves and then you're like wow it's so nice to do something nice for others and then like the sad children come back um side note by the way a coworker of mine uh, also works at a theater, so she gave us tickets, or she got us comp tickets to go see A Christmas Carol. Fun, lovely. It was a beautiful. It was actually a really nice production. However, comma slash. Uh, um, <laughs> whenever we are seeing the ghost of Christmas Future, um, of course it's it's Charles Dickens. It, it is a heavily um, religiously indoctrinated play just you know in general um and that did come to play when we see christmas future they have you know the workers are working hard children are dying like in the streets and what they did in the play they had this moving elevator that could simulate um scrooge's bed or like um like go like hell or whatever what have you in this case it was hell so they swept the dying children who were still alive into the elevator, which was simulating hell and flames, and then they burned them and sent the children to hell. Lovely production. Absolutely great time. Um, that has scarred me for life. And I think that just, um, yeah, death and Christmas are a lot more intertwined than we thought. But as I'm thinking about the chorus of children bringing out this song, those also, they're fine. Obviously, it was a play. They're, they're fine. But those kids from the play also come to mind. Just very weird. Um, <laughs> just weird. But anyway, so how can we take this? I believe it's like two minute or no, it's a long song. Maybe it's about, let's see, about four minutes of music. Um, into a hour 30 TV special. Something that we noted in the last episode, too, is that a lot of these Christmas movies aren't necessarily called movies, but TV specials, even though in my mind, you know, if you can get it on DVD, um, well, I guess that's not really a great um, bar, I suppose, but um, they feel like movies. Like, what's the difference? But anyway, so this um, one the movie came out on, um, I believe, yeah, Hallmark, and you guys take a guess at the lead actor's name. I'll give you five seconds to think. Five Christmas seconds. It's Rob Lowe. Yeah. <laughs> so the main character, it's actually got a weirdly good cast. Um, this, like I said, was in 2002, so we've got Rob Lowe as the main, um, protagonist, or, I don't know, he, he, I wouldn't quite say he's a, he's the main protagonist, but he is a, um, a big part of the movie, I guess, and then we have the mom, um, played by Kimberly Williams, oh, I can't even remember her last name, 
Kimberly Williams Paisley, um, she's got one of the sweetest faces, by the way, like in, I don't know what it is, but when that woman smiles, I'm smiling, you know, she's actually in one of my favorite, um, like franchises, which we will talk about on another day, but she's also was in Father of the Bride with, um, Steve Martin, who we talked about a little bit last week in the Mabob, but yes, um, I think those are the main two big names. Um, there are some, like, minor roles in stuff, but the whole plot kind of centers around Rob Lowe's character, um, Robert Layton, and then Maggie Andrews, who's the mom, and then the son, or the the child without shoes, is um, Nathan Andrews. So, it is, it is very similar to the song. Like, there's not too much... Um, that goes into it that's not in the the song. It just kind of opens it out um, a little bit more. But the mom in this has cancer. Um, in the song, it's not clearly defined what she has, just that she's been sick. Um, and she is, <laughs> she's on, she's in hospice or like in their living room, um, which by the way is for me, like I've, I've, I hope you guys haven't had to experience it, but I have had um, I, f- I have a very older family, um, and so unfortunately have had to experience that where they do have their hospice bed in the house, and it is, it is hard, um, obviously, and so, like, in the movie, it, it it's, it's very sad, <laughs> um, they've got, like, her, if I can remember the scene, they've got, like, her Christmas lights on her bed, um, and th- there's this, Apparently, it, it's a heart failure thing, but I remember it being cancer, but IMDb says heart failure. Either way, she is sick and she is not recovering. Um, but she's a this, like, healthy, sweet, or she was, this healthy, sweet music teacher. Um, her husband is kind of, like, um, distressed, like you, but they're, it's kind of like, I guess, the Christmas Carol. They're trying to take care of, you know, the situation, so... The little boy, her son, um, has been trying to raise money for her. Um, he's been collecting cans, all of this stuff. So he's like, he's the tiny Tim of the situation, you know, um, doing the best with a worst scenario. Now, Rob Lowe's character, his name's Robert, I'm still gonna call him Rob Lowe, um, is a lawyer. You know, he, he's the, the hallmark staple, the person that just doesn't get Christmas. He's from the big town you know, um, running over the little guys. He's the, the lawyer, which they really villainize around Christmas time, right? Even though I'm sure you make money, you get good gifts. But anyway, so, um, yeah, Rob Lowe and his wife, um, are having a fight. Um, they're on the verge of divorce. He just doesn't seem to care about, you know, all of these things. Um, and they're, they kind of briefly, like, intersect. I think that Rob's kid is in the same class or is taught by the music teacher. I'm not quite sure, but things are, like, not looking good for old Rob, like, you know, with, on the family front. So, his mom passes away and he's starting to think about, you know, his own life and stuff. So, um, the child and Rob Lowe end up meeting up at the shoe store, as you would guess, Um, and it's $5 that the little boy is asking for, and, um, Rob Lowe ends up giving him the money, um, he gives his mom the shoes, and I believe she dies right after. I don't mean to laugh, I don't think that 
this situation is funny. It's just so dramatic, but, um, yeah, it, <laughs> it's wild. And now, I would think that the story itself is the, the crazy part, but like I said, this is a trilogy. Um, apparently when they were writing the song, like the original song, um, the writer or the person who created it, um, I think it's Eddie Carswell, um, ended up right or talking to his friend about it and they were like, Oh, that would be a great um movie or that would be a great book. So they wrote a book trilogy which then got picked up into a movie trilogy. So we have the Christmas shoes and then we have the Christmas blessing and then we have the Christmas let's see We've got the Christmas shoes, the Christmas blessing, and, oh my goodness, I'm looking at everything else, but I want to it's like the Christmas, I don't know, mercy, something, <laughs> it's something to that extent, but it, it did become a trilogy for some reason, um, which you can buy in a pack of three, the Christmas hope, that's the last one, so it's the Christmas shoes, the Christmas blessing, and the Christmas hope, and do you guys want to take a guess at who plays? So the boy uh, grows up and the Christmas blessing, we're seeing him as an adult. Who who do you think plays the little boy all grown up? I'll give you five shoes, five Christmas shoe seconds to guess. It's Neil Patrick Harris. Um... <laughs> And, yeah, and it's the same boy. It's the same boy. Robbo is also there, um, for some reason. <laughs> and in the sequel, it's the, um, Neil Patrick Harris going to go visit his father. And then the last one, The Christmas Hope, is about a different character. I feel like I have seen all three, but I only really have memories of seeing the first one. The other two, to me, kind of seem like they could have gotten mixed in, in a way what, like, I wouldn't remember, um, because I, I have grown up watching all the Hallmark and, um, Lifetime, and now Netflix <laughs> Christmas movies. Once again, I am not condoning watching Falling for You with Lindsay Lohan, but I'm not saying you can't, you know? Um, <laughs> just saying that it's not the best. Um, but those kind of things, I think... They kind of end up mixing together. Um, it's kind of like once you've seen one Lifetime, um, like, thriller, they kind of bl blend. There are some that, you know, stick out. But for the most part, it's all like an endless sea of mediocrity, uh, which I will, I used to eat up. I don't watch it as much anymore because I don't have cable. But, <laughs> you know, those kind of things. Um, yeah, the sequel, so the original song came out in 2000. The movie came out in 2002, sequel 2005, and then the last film came out in 2009. So, that's nine years of Christmas shoes, guys. Um, as promised, I do want to go and look at some of the letterbox reviews for this movie. As I said, it's currently sitting at a 2.5, which I just think these people were being a little grinchy. Um, clearly, this is a Christmas classic that apparently no one else has ever heard of. Guys, it had three films. Um, I think that's going to be our question of the week. Is this new information, or did you guys know that this existed? Um, I cannot be the only person in the world that knows about this movie. Um, 
But let's see. Let's figure out some of the Christmas shoes uh, ratings. Is it really, you know, living up? So let's see. The first one says, um, wow. Okay. One star. Jesus will look at her shoes and be like, ah, boo, straight to hell for you. Quote, Madeline. <laughs> uh, there's a lot of one stars. I believe there's a half star. Um, yeah, apparently people do not think that the shoes are attractive enough. I do remember they are ugly. I will confirm that the shoes are ugly. Um, <laughs> this says, uh, one star, those shoes are uglier than me. Uh, one star, Rob Lowe said a pot roast dinner could be a miracle. Um, half star, this, oh, I'm not going to repeat these words. One star, this is a real low, L-O-W-E, for Rob's career, one and a half star, uh, one star. Yeah, these are, are not, um, good. These are not good. Um, I do love when people rate it one star and then they heart it. Um, that means a lot to me because I'm, I'm a harder. I like everything. Um, this is one star with a heart. Moral of the story. Farthers, not farthers, farmers keeping their farms equal bad. Women dying from heart disease equal good. The my great grandfather exclusively watches Hallmark Christmas movies. I am in hell. It's the end of that. Um, brutal viewing experience. Let's see. Um, this one's a three and a half. Okay, and it says this is Christmas. Why will you break my heart like this, <laughs> guys? Okay. Um, one star. Being lawyer bad. Buying shoes good. A half star um, with a rewatch. This says the only character I feel bad for is the cashier. A um, lot of cussing. Um, yeah. Uh, let's see. I'm going to try to find a good one. Okay. Um, this one sounds like me, actually. Um, this one is three stars and a heart. I'm dying at the harshness of these reviews. When I was a kid, my mom and I worshipped this movie, wept, like wept in each other's arms, belted the song together, kind of worshipped. One of the best and worst things about this app is realizing your favorite movies are actually garbage. I did replace the cuss word they used. Um, yeah, so that's fun. I, yeah, and they get it. That's exactly the feeling. Remembering that it's so... <laughs> that your experience is not, um, universal sometimes, you know, um, you might think that the Christmas shoes is a Christmas classic and you might be horribly wrong. Let me see if I can find any five star reviews. Um, let's see, five stars filter. Okay. Five stars movie. Absolutely bodied me. Cried like a baby. Five stars and a heart movie wrecked me. <laughs> okay. Movie wrecked me when I originally watched it. Have not been able to watch it since. Five stars. Movies that will make you cry. Mind you, by the way, I'm counting one, two, three, four. There are only eight. <laughs> only eight five-star reviews. Um, and in the eight, there is only there are only two that don't mention crying. So, um, yeah. If you want to get in the Christmas spirit, if you want to see a young Rob Lowe, um, maybe this is the movie for you. <laughs>
Oh no! Oh no! Some of these reviews are bad. Um, <laughs> we're we're not gonna we're not gonna continue. I do agree. The shoes were ugly. Um, but you know, <laughs> the thought is sweet. The thought is sweet. Obviously. Um, I kind of as a kid, I remember watching it and thinking that the mom wasn't really gonna die. Um, I was hopeful that she would recover. Um, but no, she does, apparently. She does die. Um, <laughs> this is a thing with me. A good friend of mine, a friend of the podcast, actually, um, uh, D.L. Holmes of the, um, Humanizing Horror Podcast, we've been watching this, uh, I won't say it because I don't want to s- tell you guys, basically, that I'm spoiling something, but we've been watching this TV show and kind of commentating on it, and <laughs> it's filled with the worst people, like, absolute deathly bad people, and I keep hoping that something will change, um, I keep thinking, yeah, you know, um, they'll be good, uh, we just got this kind of plot twist, considering where we are in the series, it shouldn't have been a plot twist, and yet here we are, where the characters revealed that, like, even though he was, like, this horrific person, he just went home and had, like, a normal family life. And clearly, from the direction that the show has been going, it is a beard situation. Like, he's just using them for protection. But I looked over and I was like, hey, um, do you think he actually loves them? Do you think they're a real, like, family at the end of the day? And they were like, no, no, I don't think that. No, not at all. <laughs> and then I've been trying to, I've been dipping my toes into Game of Thrones. So I've been having conversations about Game of Thrones. And <laughs> I was on episode two and I was like, oh, I think that actually, um, I get it. Like, so Joffrey was misunderstood at first. And the, guys, I haven't seen it. The quick head flip like, neck-breaking speed of which people have, like, been like, no, don't ever think that, why would you think that, has been really, um, humbling, to say the least. I know we've talked about me always forgiving Mr. Gold, but apparently I'm still doing that, and I, as a kid, I thought there's no way that the mom will actually die, um, somehow these shoes will save her and give her the push to get over her heart disease or something. Like, I am not good with with unhappy endings. That's why I read so much romance. Um, so I do think that's funny that that stuff, it's still going. Um, my, my Christmas, um, eyes are still open to, to wonder. Um, I still leave the cookies out for Santa, even though I'm a grown woman and I actually would not like a man in my home unannounced, um, whether he leaves gifts or not. Um, so I, I guess if if there's a takeaway take to all this is uh, find humor and and your morbidness. Christmas is weird. Um, the holidays are weird. Um, you know, if you are, there's a lot of holidays going on right now. So whatever you are celebrating, I hope it's good. Um, or whatever you will be celebrating, I hope it's good that um, you're around people that you love, that you cherish, whether it's, you know, your family or your friends, your found family, your coworkers, whatever, or alone if you prefer that. But whatever you're doing right now, I hope you're doing it healthily, happily, and with a really good 
bad movie in mind. So <laughs> with all of this, I'm going to go into the Mabob. Um, I do plan to do some more episodes, but I do think that we will be taking a short hiatus in January. I'll keep you guys posted on that. Um, but yeah, <laughs> um, let's go into the Mabob. All right, guys. So this is the Mabob. If you don't know what that is, it is a movie, musical, anime, or book. Um, recommendation by me. Yes, we know the Mabob isn't actually how that would be pronounced, but yes, we're going to keep going there. Um, <laughs> I thought a lot about this one, um, because I, I wanted to, I was wondering if I should highlight a Christmas movie since I didn't last week. Um, but I just kept thinking about anime. I've been watching a lot of good movies and a lot of good shows, reading a lot of good books, but one thing that I really appreciated is Netflix anime has been really stale lately. Um, everything that I want to watch, I've already watched. Everything else I don't want to watch and I do not care about. And it seems like there hadn't been a lot of new content lately. Um, they just released Lookism, which I have not watched. Is I think it's based off of Webtoon, but I'm not quite sure. Um, but a few weeks ago, they released Romantic Killer, which I ended up watching in one day, <laughs> in one sitting. Um, I, and I'm mad at myself because I wish I had spaced it out because it was really good. Um, but it inspired me to start watching anime again. So this recommendation is actually going to be a twofer, but the first one is going to be Romantic Killer, which you can stream on Netflix. Um, I, you can sub or dub it. I ended up, um, I think I dubbed it because I was cooking when I first started watching it and it's hard for me to read and cook at the same time. Um, so I'm not quite sure about the quality of the sub, but the dub was pretty fun. Um, it's basically about this woman who does not want to be a romantic protagonist. She just wants to eat her food, have her cat pictures and play her games. And so she gets quote unquote chosen to um, be this tester to find love and at every obstacle or every chance she gets they kind of treat it like a uh, well no they do treat it like a was it an ultimate I don't remember how to say it but like a dating sim um and she is fighting it every chance she get which is pretty fun so you don't have this like um protagonist one of my other favorite animes is called kiss him not me and that main character also is originally very uninterested in being romanticized um she just wants like to think about the boys getting together not them getting with her um and that leads to a lot of wacky hijinks as they like try to like top themselves trying to get her attention. That's the same thing with Romantic Killer. It felt fresh. It felt fun. It, it felt like it um, could make fun of itself. It had some fun um, gags with like the um, the visuals. So sometimes they would switch from um, like a 2D animation, like it would switch to a different style. So it'd be like flat in some scenes, um, just kind of play with it. And so if you know anything about dating sims, anime um, tropes, or just romance in general tropes, romance manga tropes, I definitely highly suggest it. Um, I do think that they're working on a season two right now, so it's not one that you have to feel like, um, you know, like the burn of Orin High School Host Club only having one season. Um, so I definitely suggest it, especially if you need something easy breezy to get back into it. Now, the second option is um, previously controversial, 
always a fave. Um, and that is Yuri on Ice. It's the first anime that I watched uh, simulcast. Um, and it means a lot to me. And I know, like, when it first came out, a lot of people were really dissing fans. Um, but I just keep thinking about it and going back to it. So it hasn't just been one of those winter season 12 episode washes for me. It, it means a lot to me. The animation, the theme song, um, like, opening number is so pretty. And I've shown it to my friends that don't even watch anime. Um, and I just think it's a, it's a really good winter anime, um, to watch. Now, I'm still holding on for season two of that, um, and we're supposed to get a movie, all types of crazy stuff that has not come to fruition yet, fingers crossed. I am a ride or dyer for us to have a season two of Orin, so maybe I'm not the best person to, like, <laughs> pin your hopes to with this one, but, yeah, romantic killer for something easy to get you back into it, or get you into it if you're not into romance anime, Yuri on Ice, if you want a, you know, a easy anime to watch, um, that has winter vibes, um, definitely check out both of those. Um, Yuri on Ice, I believe, uh, I watched it on Crunchyroll, um, I, if it's on Funimation, then you might have to watch it there, but I do believe you can watch it on Crunchy and maybe Hulu, perhaps. Um, I know for sure Romantic Killer is on Netflix, so anyway, all of that to be said, two animes, guys, we haven't done an anime in a while, um, and I will talk to you guys next week. Goodbye.